Thank you for joining XR Om, which is India's first AR VR focus podcast. And today, I'm delighted to have with me Mr. Oliver S, who's the founder and CEO at Be Light, which is a multi-sensory metaverse application which leverages light and sound simulation to help you meditate and get into the flow state. So, Oliver, really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast. Why don't we start with a small, brief introduction? Hello, first of all, everybody, and thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Oliver and I'm originally from Germany, but actually I'm a classical digital nomad. And um, so I changed my life around eight years ago. I was a management consultant and uh, had a very successful career in Europe. And yeah, with mid of 30s, I had already my first burnout. And this was actually a wake up call for me, how I changed my life and uh, left the corporate world and dedicate some time for myself and for my on self-healing and then on this journey actually I met interesting people um, from the meditation area but also scientists, therapists and so on and this was actually um, the beginning of Be Light and how I came up with developing this new brainwave neuroscience meditation to actually make meditation, mental health, well-being, um, fun, easy bring some entertainment into this so to make it actually easy accessible for everybody uh yeah for actually everybody so that you don't have to learn it for weeks or for months and that it goes very easy and quick because yeah what i've figured out actually in my career and also after this was like the mental health and this was really a wake-up call for me to yeah do something and help others so through my own let's say, healing process and diving deep into meditation and the ancient methods and then also into the modern science and technology was like, okay, I have to bring everything together because we have so, so many potential with the metaverse, with the new technologies, with neuroscience, but also with the ancient wisdom. So why not combining everything? And yeah, this was actually how I started like around two and a half years ago. Oliver, I mean, you know, I would want you to elaborate on this you know, because you mentioned that you were uh, working for a consultant company, successful consultant company, you faced a, a burnout and then you decided to take a break. And during that break, the journey, you met a lot of scientists, engineers, neuroscientists, where you and, and you read about, you know, the ancient methods about, you know, meditation, spirituality and Talk to me about this 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 transition, you know, because somebody who's been successful in, in enterprise and, and the burnout. What was the burnout? Because you know, this this burnout. What you're talking about is, is becoming widespread. You know, today more and more people are facing that. You know, but then you know they are not openly admitting that there's a burnout because there is social pressure and there's needs to be met because of the economic condition and so on and so forth. So talk to me about the burnout and how did you overcome the burnout by meeting these people and then maybe people and, and you know in, in the journey and then maybe we'll get into the Be Lighter app. Yeah, absolutely true. I mean, um, mental health is still a taboo, right? It has still a t stigma, especially, let's say, um, the younger generation are quite so open up more and more to talk about this. But um, yeah, it's still a taboo. And it was the same for me. Um, I mean, I was working 70 hours um, every week. I was flying around Europe nearly every day. 
and was living out of my suitcase and was just jumping from hotel and yeah, meeting room to meeting room. So, and um, yeah, I was actually ignoring. So this is what I learned. So through my, the warning signals of my body, but uh, for me, it's like a signal. I couldn't sleep properly for already for, for a long time. You know, I had the feeling I was, I had like an eight hour uh, sleep, but I woke up and I feel quite exhausted. Then I felt like unmotivated. So it was really lack of motivation. And um, another thing was like a, a lack of concentration. Like I really, really had to drink a lot of coffee, for example, to give my body energy and to kind of focus. But you know, like when you drink coffee, for example, it's also not too much coffee. It's not good for your body. So because it creates like too much stress uh, in your body, it's, it's uh, changing the biochemical uh, structure. And everybody is kind of ignoring these signals and uh, it's pushing through. So and instead of maybe giving myself five minutes, going out for five minutes or just sit with closed eyes, you know, and checking in with yourself or do some conscious breathing. So there's so many amazing techniques out there. But um, yeah, I was not giving myself the time. And this is what I mean with pushing through. It's like, oh, no, I don't have time right now. It's, you know, I have so much pressure because I had to deliver stuff and so on. And um, yeah, so this was like the, the signal was getting worse and worse. And, you know, I was totally exhausted sometimes laying in bed and had really problems to fall asleep. And, and one day actually... Um, yeah, I was so exhausted that um, my body really starts striking. Like, no, you know, I was sitting in front of my laptop and wanted to write an email or wanted to to prepare a presentation, and it took ages to to get ready or to to get it done. And um, yeah, at one at one point, I I realized, okay, I have to change something, and that was actually my wake up call, and I. Um, I wanted to go on a sabbatical, first of all, so to give myself a break to, yeah, to, to breathe, to go traveling, to learn something else, to change something, to go out of my environment. And through this sabbatical or traveling around the world, I was traveling a lot in Asia and then I was diving deep into meditation and then a whole new world opened up for me. Before I was already doing some meditation, but I was so stuck in my mind. It was like, okay, I'm working hard, so I need something to do some fitness. It was more like a fitness thing for my mind. And uh, then I was diving deeper into this and I learned like what, what is meditation, what is mindfulness and awareness and, and so on. And yeah, I learned meditation, different types of meditation and breath work and Reiki and so on and so on was doing a lot of yoga and then this year extended and extended and i was doing a lot of trainings i became a meditation a trainer i became a breathwork coach i became a reiki teacher and uh, through this journey i actually met a lot of interesting scientists and therapists which were combining both sides the esoteric uh, methods or let's say I don't I think we don't have to talk in our times about this the proof of how efficient for example meditation yoga or breathwork is 
there's so much study studies out there and this kind of scientists and therapists was combining both like they were working with uh, technology with neuroscience technology but at the same time with uh, this ancient methods and um, so i learned so much of them and for me was yeah why not combining both because i started giving workshops and i was giving workshops with young people with backpackers in thailand in bali in ibiza but also with top managers with companies and everybody was benefiting so much of this because i said yeah i tried meditation but it's not for me you know i cannot sit down when i go into silence my mind is shattering it makes me nervous actually it takes time to really calm down and i don't have this time but with this kind of combination it goes very quick and then you know people told me like wow yeah i could sleep for three days properly because there were people out there and i was working with them they had the same um, symptoms like i had before and so this was actually the starting point giving my workshops and then combining this amazing audiovisual or light and sound brainwave technology with with meditation, breathwork, and so on. Lovely, lovely. How cool is that? So I, I want to get into that, but I, I, I want to take a moment and let people know that at this one time, you were lucky to have a wake-up call, you know, because, but then there are a lot of people who are so caught up with work, day-to-day -day work, you know, trying to make ends meet, and, and they get so caught up by work, they ignore all the signals that they get from the body till the time it becomes too late. But I hope that, the at least the listeners who are listening into the podcast you know understand that you know the only thing that we have and it's the most important thing is health if you don't have health no wealth will be able to bring back your health so i think that's the core and everybody should listen to the body signals and and, and obviously you know we, we live in a world which is very economically driven and economics plays a huge role in how how we interact with the world and you know what we do but there is a way to find that balance so 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 talking about balance how do we find this balance you know you had like a wake up call what is this balance how do you get to it somebody who's a reiki teacher a breathwork coach and somebody who's now developing an app, a multi-sensory app, what is that balance? How do you get into that balance? Yeah, yeah that's a really, really good question. And um, there is actually no, what is it like, like one rule for everybody because we are all so different. And I think this is what we also have to acknowledge, first of all, um, to really get let's say, because we all have this inner wisdom, I will call it, this intuition, this gut feelings. And this gut feeling, this intuition, however you want to call it for yourself, um, is there. And it's telling you what is the best way and the right thing for you in this moment. But answering your question, maybe first of all, also to, to break a stigma, is like stress is, is, is a normal thing in our world. You know, if you go to the animals, so they have stress, you know, there's a zebra, it's chased by the lion, it has stress. And if you observe, for example, um, some documentaries or animals, it's like they have a natural mechanism how to get rid of the stress. So, for example, they're shaking and you see like their muscles are shaking for a few minutes. So it's like this yeah, emotion. It's also called energy in motion. 
Um, and so to really release this energy out of the body, so they have our body is so intelligent, it knows mechanism actually. And but if you grow older, and there's like an, a lot of science out there, is like how much we are getting more more stuck in our heads and not really getting in tune with our body, with our intuition and the signals I was talking about. So to find your balance is also first of all. No, you have the responsibility for yourself. No one else will do it for you. So you have to make a, the first step to change something. And awareness, of course, like something is wrong, something is out of balance, is, let's say, the first and most important part to really make the step. And then the second one is um, try to find uh, a method which is easy for you to integrate. So because um, I think in our modern times, it's like especially when we talk about work-life balance or when people hear about yoga or meditation, they have this, yeah, this picture in their head, the stereotype of I have to sit in a cross-legged position with closed eyes at least for an hour or whatever. No, it's not like this, actually. You know, it can be just one minute. You know, try to start with one minute. And if you feel like super stressed and most of the time we can feel it. And if you get more in tune with your body, you feel like maybe you have some pressure on your chest or, you know, you feel like this tension in your body or you feel like when you talk to your colleagues, to your family, you're not the same person anymore. You, you're easily triggered and then maybe getting frustrated or angry. So if you see something like this is already rising, then give yourself just a minute and now close your eyes. And for me, the easiest way is really close your eyes and just consciously breathe in into your chest, in and out. Being honest to yourself, being honest to the others and say, hey, I have already, my table is full of work. I can do this, but I want to be honest with yourself instead of putting it onto my, onto my plate again. I say, it will take two weeks or one week or I cannot deliver it until the end of the week instead of saying yes, yes, yes all the time. Learning to say no, it's a yes to yourself. And um, this is a very, very important thing to find the balance for you because it's also like in our societies um, saying no to someone is also like feeling guilty. I have rejected this person. What thinks this person of me now? Because he thinks maybe I'm not good enough. I cannot do it or whatever is maybe in, in your conscious at this moment. This is also subconscious programs. And these subconscious programs are running, actually, if we're growing older, our life. And I can have a whole speech, and I think talking about two hours about subconscious programs and how it determines how we react in our daily life. Would you be able to quickly elaborate on subconscious programming? Because you know, subconscious programming is, is, is a huge subject in itself and is being, uh, there are a lot of people, great minds who are working on it and enabling people and empowering people around subconscious programming. Could you maybe talk briefly about that? And while you are at it, also talk briefly on how do you get to the flow state that we talk about? How do we get into the state of flow? To make it short, all the, the perfect neuroscience or science uh, uh, terminology, but we have more or less um, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. So now we are awake. So we are talking, so our conscious mind uh, um, um, is more dominant in this moment and is also related to a state of brainwaves. So 
Our brain is working on different brain waves like beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma brain waves. And all the brain waves are running at the same time, but depends on the state where we are in. Now, for example, we are in our we are awake, we are concentrated, so our beta brain waves are more dominant. So alpha brain waves this has a different, uh, let's say a lot of different qualities and purposes, but very easy speaking. You know, when you close your eyes, you go into a relaxing state, then your alpha state is more dominant. If you go to high theta, for example, then it's a kind of daydreaming. It's also the state where you go into trance state or hypnosis. And this is also a state where you can get connection to your subconscious mind. And um, so our subconscious mind is way more powerful than our conscious mind. So there's like different research out there. And of course, there depends on the research you're, you're reading, but let's say around 1 million times faster than our conscious mind. So everything which is stored in our subconscious mind, on our hard drive, um, is there. And it's really difficult to get out of our system. So, and I don't know how it's in your country, but in, in my country or in general speaking, it's like there's this saying, the first seven years of a child is so important. Because what we learned in the first seven years, it's very important for the rest of our life. And um, that's absolutely true because the child has totally different brainwave state. For the first six, seven, eight years, a child doesn't have, for example, alpha, beta brainwaves or very slightly only. So it's more in the subconscious. So everything what we are learning is going directly in the subconscious and... Um, Another way is how things are going in the subconscious, like when you're repeating a lot of stuff um, again and again and again and again and again. So then it's, it's going into subconscious or if um, um, a situation or an event is related to a dramatic emotional impact, then it goes also directly on your subconscious. So you're not present. And so this is like your subconscious taking over. And this happens in all situations in our life. You know, when we get triggered, for example, our colleague or maybe in our family, especially when we have like close people in, in our environment, it's so easy to be in our subconscious. And just and the subconscious is like a record of the past. So we are, we are um, be in the present moment, but acting in the present moment out of our experience from the past. So we are not really aware in this present moment and not really seeing the situation and maybe the potential in this, um, in the present moment. And um, yeah, this is how powerful the subconscious can be and how it can really run our life and, you know, create the same patterns again and again, the same situation with the same colleagues or maybe different customers, but the same situation, getting frustrated. Um, so there's like a, a, a repeating, a pattern, and this is coming most of the time from our subconscious. So to dig deeper, and this is why mindfulness, meditation, and this kind of uh, practices are so powerful, it's really overwriting, like rewiring our subconscious and uh, becoming yeah, more aware. So let's say... Um, there's a nice saying from Dr. Joe Dispenza, your personality creates your personal reality. So if you want to change something in your personal reality, you have to change something in your personality. And this is actually where the subconscious coming to, uh, come into play. 
And we can talk for ages about this. Yeah, but you like, see, it's not an easy topic, but I hope I wrapped it up in a way yeah, to yeah. get at least a, a little glimpse. Right. And the second question was, uh, what again? Getting into a state of flow. And being in the flow state means that you are in alignment. Your body, your mind, your soul, your heart, your inner state is in alignment with your mental state. But most of the time, we are just um, practicing being aware of our thoughts and not being aware what else is talking through us. And uh, if, if this is not in alignment, in harmony, then it's really difficult to get into the flow state. But if you have the right customer, if you have the right situation, or if you are stressed and you're giving yourself five minutes and then maybe coming back to your desk and start working again, you're coming up with different solutions, you know, the work feels much lighter again. And this is a sign getting back into your flow state and get off instead of pushing through. So please don't push through and at least give yourself a minute. And sometimes this minute helps a lot to, to right. see things differently. Right, completely. Oliver, uh, Be Light app. Uh, talk to us about it because uh, you're leveraging light and sound. Now, there are so many people, so many top neuroscientists who are really working at the cutting edge of neuroscience to find ways to possibly help create some kind of a solution or healthcare therapy which can uh, you know, help the mental health uh, problem that we're facing in the world. How are you leveraging light and sound and why metaverse is being put into the picture of this? So maybe people know sound healing or relaxation music, meditation music. There's a lot of stuff out there on Spotify, on YouTube. And of course, this uh, music, it's very powerful. But we are visual beings, let's say most of the, so we have like a visual cortex and our visual cortex is much bigger. So the visual cortex of our brain than the audio cortex, because we're perceiving the world through our eyes. So, and we can stimulate from the outside with pulsing light. Um, we can stimulate a different brainwave and induce a different brainwave state. For example, if you are stressed, it's a sign that you're in high better. And then even for, for me, for example, I'm, I'm practicing meditation since eight, nine years. But if I'm really stressed, it's really difficult, you know, to calm down. I have to sit for quite a while to get into the state. But what happened with light and sound is like we're stimulating through the closed eyes with the pulsing lights. And then the sound is synchronized. And in the sound and in the pulsing light, there are brainwave frequencies. So for example, we're stimulating through this light and sound frequencies with alpha. So calming down, bringing you into a restful state. And um, it goes very quick. So within five to 10 minutes, your brain is adapting to the stimulation from the outside. And instead of sitting there for an hour and two, with closed eyes and hoping, you know, that you can get there. It goes within 5, 10, 15 minutes and you can use it for different things. So you can use it to relax and let go of stress. If you cannot concentrate, for example, or you have a very important meeting and you want to go into the flow states, there's a different brainwave frequency we can stimulate. If you cannot sleep, there's a different brainwave uh, frequency. So for every um, task, let's say there's a different brainwave state and this we can induce and we call it ancient wisdom meets modern science because um, we're combining it also with meditation and breath work 
or visualization, but also this light and sound stimulation, super interesting. So there is like, um, there's like some research out there. So it shows that shamans like four or 5,000 years ago used already light stimulation. So they were using, so they were creating a spinning wheel with different shapes in it. And then they were holding it in front of the bonfire or of the sun, spinning the wheel and having this flickering light actually. And um, in, in combination with drums, so they were going into this trance state, into an expanded state of consciousness. So they were using already this kind of technology. And now, of course, with our, in our modern times, we have more possibilities to, to use it even more precisely. And our idea was uh, creating an app so you can use the screen of your phone uh, for the light source to to use the screen for the light stimulation because everybody has a smartphone so we wanted to start with the with the app to make it very easy accessible and um, easy to use and actually also fun the next step will be and we have already a showroom in in the metaverse and we were going and we were doing events in the metaverse by the way yesterday we had an online event every month we are also doing it online and sometimes in the metaverse. And uh, the idea is... Why my, the my, my question is, Oliver, why do we need the metaverse? But wouldn't this, uh, like a phone or a TV, just suffice? Because, yes, I completely do understand light and sound has healing properties, you know, and that's the reason I think, you know, the YouTube's flood, flooded with these meditation music and light itself, photons, you know, all the information that we see is basically nothing but photons, you know, you nodding your head, the colors on the t-shirts, it's these lights, which is going through my brain waves, it's interpreting it as, as a certain specific uh, color. So yes, there is a science behind it, but why do we need the metaverse for that? And, and maybe talk also yeah. about your pricing plan of, uh, of your application. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the pricing plan is, um, so we have like a monthly and a yearly subscription for the app. And um, it's um, around 7 euros for the monthly subscription and around 50 euros for the um, for the yearly, for the annual. And But there has like three sessions in the app. In the metaverse, we can give you even a better understanding what is out there. We can educate you, you know, with uh, videos, but also with immersive experiences with other coaches, other therapists, other professionals. And for this, I think the metaverse and the immersive experience we can get into the metaverse um, will be in the future. I also want to be honest, right now, the metaverse is, is a, it's at the experimental state. And we are also experimenting with this. But I think in the next two, three years, the technology will make a jump and uh, then it's much easier to integrate all of this and also to link the app. So it's also an idea we don't want to be a digital company because we're giving also physical workshops, vocations, retreats. So to be really there, you know, maybe the app is the entrance point. Maybe you come into one of our online sessions onto the Metaverse because you want to learn more and want to go deeper. And maybe you want to go really on a transformational uh, um, journey and you want to learn about your subconscious programs. And then you come maybe to our retreat or maybe you figure out, yeah, retreat is a good, or vocations is a good thing. And there's stuff out there or maybe teachers out there. And then you go there for a few days and you even learn more, 
more techniques and more, more, more about yourself. So really building the bridge between the real world, the digital world, and then the virtual or the metaverse world. And yeah, the metaverse is definitely a big, um, yeah, a big point on our roadmap because we also want to integrate um, health NFTs where you can track your health in our app, in other apps, in our metaverse, in other metaverses to get, for example, a wellness report. And then you can also see, oh, last month I was doing some regular exercises. This month, because again, and it's so easy, we all know this with our New Year's resolutions, the first two, three weeks, we are fully, you know, motivated. And then slowly, slowly, we're falling back into our old patterns. And now you have a report. It's on your blockchain. It's on your NFT. It's your personal data. No one else can do something with you, but you can collect the data and in one point and then learn from this what is good for you, what helps you, and so on and so on. The most important problem today is is mental health you know because it's a growing problem and it's it's not impacting only the grown ups that there are children because of the the deluge of you know digital content which is being put pushed on to them and and their social lives there is a, a growing number of young children who are also having these these men, mental health problems can you talk about your roadmap? What comes next for you? And how do you think we can tackle this, this growing problem of mental health in the coming years to come? Building a conscious business. And I think what's very important, and this is big, big, big on our agenda, is like creating awareness for mindfulness in general. Because with the new technology, we have like an amazing possibility out there changing something. But um if you see what happens actually with social media, with the smartphone, with the web too, how we create actually this kind of application, I think it's not a it's a it's an open secret that um, companies putting algorithm in their applications to um, trigger different things in your brain, your dopamine, and so on and so on to keep you on the platform. So actually, it's not really a mindful way to act as a company with my customers. And in another ways, also me as a customer, as the user, becoming aware how to really use the technology wisely, that I'm not getting addicted, that I'm not getting drained from using my phone all the time. I mean, there's studies out there, you know, people looking every five minutes on their smartphone. If someone is forgetting his smartphone at home, people getting nervous, and so on. It's like this is something showing us how technology is not really helping us, but it's making us addictive and we becoming the product of technology. So on our agenda is like next week, for example, I'm speaking in a big Web3 conference and the whole year round. So we're going to tech conferences and showing this correlation of tech evolution or let's say tech development, tech revolution. So how it goes up. And also the mental health and health crisis in general, there's a direct correlation because of the business leaders and developers who are creating this kind of uh, platforms, this kind of algorithm, which is not really, let's say, in a kind, compassionate, and loving way made. <laughs> this is really making business and, and yeah, making the most out of it. 
and um, also creating this mindfulness and awareness for the users. So really talking to all stakeholders and bringing awareness in the way we are using technology for the future. And the Web3 can create a real, real big paradigm shift. So I'm, I'm in different kind of networks and there's amazing people out there using this technology wisely to help fighting climate changes, the mental health crisis, the crisis of consciousness and mindfulness in general. So really growing back together as society, as people, so to create a um, compassionate and collaborative society where we help each other and create real win-win-win situation for everybody. And I think this is a big thing if we want to create a positive shift uh, for everybody in, in the future in our world and create bringing this creating helping to people um, creating this awareness and this shift in mindset for all of us really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast yes i think whatever the points you mentioned uh, we're living in a world where we have become the product and there are a few entrepreneurs who are looking at building products which are more conscious and which is you know, benefits uh, us rather than feeds us into the ecosystem of the capitalist structure that we, we, we are uh, in, into. So I, I hope that there are more and more entrepreneurs who look at building products more holistically where we the people are not the product. Uh, so wish you and your team the very best to be light app and to my listeners. If you like what you see in here, then please press the subscribe button and until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Alvaro. Really appreciate this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks to everybody. And yeah, please reach out if you have any questions. Um, thanks, Eddie.